Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hi, Dina. How are you? Hello, Melissa. I'm good because we have such a good episode for everyone today. Michael Burke is so funny, and we had such a good time talking about gay TikTok with him and a bunch of other things. But at the same time, TikTok made me cry. Cry? What happened? So there's this wonderful grandma I follow, and the account is uh, her, run by her grandson, Eddie P. Doyle, is the handle. And I went to the page because I love seeing this woman and, and the grandson. And then Eddie had a video that said, go to my, my YouTube page. Right then I was like, oh, God, this guy's making me go to the YouTube page. But I was like, I got to see what, what's up. I go to the YouTube page. It's like an 11-minute video. And it is really one of the best, most honest YouTube videos I've seen and it's just Eddie talking about the passing of his grandmother and now if I tell you I felt this as if my own two grandmas like died again like I was I had no idea what an attachment I got to this TikTok grandma and I would say that Eddie handled it so well and the video was so great so my first annoyance of having to go to YouTube I felt bad about but I would recommend anyone to watch it. We could link it and go to his account. And I would love to just send my condolences out to the family. Oh, that is so, so sweet. I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, but it's, there's something beautiful in that too. And I, he released like a, a new TikTok. I don't know if it was today or recently, but like just saying how much it's meant to him to have so many of people like reaching out and sending condolences. It's like, it's a really powerful thing to realize that so many people felt a connection with his grandmother and it's it's just it's bittersweet. Yeah, I think the beautiful thing is is that you know there's such a connection that can be formed in these 60 second videos and most people are like, "Oh, I see my grandma and this grandma or like in the relationship." And it was sad, but the videos live on, so that's a great thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Should we get to happier things now? Yes, although <laughs> I don't know if this is happier, but did you see that story about the guy who got fired because of TikTok? Yes, and it's funny because we talk about spinning paint TikTok with Michael, and this is basically a spinning paint TikTok story. Yeah, there's this guy who works at Sherman Williams and he was using like the paint spinner there or whatever to post these really sort of mesmerizing TikTok videos where like you had to stay through to the end to see what color it ended up being. And um, they found his videos and fired him. They, I guess they were like, you're not allowed to do this. But it's pretty like there's pretty good publicity. Yeah, I think Sherman Williams made a mistake. There are two things I loved about the BuzzFeed article. One was that Sherwin Williams was notified of this guy making the TikToks because they kept getting calls and asking if they could put blueberries in the paint because apparently he mixed a paint color with blueberries. And the second one was the guy who got fired. He's like, what do you do now? And he's like, I just buy my paint at Lowe's. Like, I don't go to Sherwin Williams. Lowe's, if you hear this hire this guy, use him for the PR. (laughs) Yeah, I I think Sherman Williams made a bad move. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so there's one more thing I want to address before we get to the interview. Um, During our chat with Michael, we talk about gay TikTok, and I mentioned one of my favorite couples is Chris Olsen and Ian Padgett. And then later, Michael mentions that one of his couples is like a French couple, but he describes them. He doesn't, he doesn't remember the guy's name. And then you and me are like, no, that sounds like Chris and Ian. 
we think you're talking about Chris and Ian. Yeah, we we basically gaslit Michael. So apologies <laughs> for that. We were we were wrong. It's a it's a different. They're two different couples. Yeah, Michael Michael followed up and was like, "It's Pierre Boo." So that's the guy and we'll we'll add them to Instagram and the blog as usual. But yes, I'm sorry, Michael, for gaslighting you. They are two <laughs> different people. All right. Well, with that out of the way, let's get to the interview. This is a good one. You'll want to stick around till the end. We do a special holiday lightning round with Michael. Lots of fun. Let's get to it. Michael is a writer, actor, and comedian. After dropping out of fashion school, he got a degree in digital media production and moved to L.A. to pursue comedy. He's performed improv and sketch comedy at various theaters in L.A. since 2005, and now he's on a pandemic-related hiatus in North Carolina, hanging by the beach, making TikToks. Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, Michael. Yes, thank you for having me. I feel too old for TikTok. It feels amazing to be here. (laughs) <laughs> don't we all <laughs> but you figured out how to capitalize on it how did you get started on tiktok it i mean literally the pan i feel like the pandemic truly made a lot of people kind of move over and be like okay what the hell is this app <laughs> and i did i was doing comedy in la like you said and i or we like the community was like do, how do we do we go to tiktok now like do we figure that out like we feel too old for TikTok. We feel we feel like it's late. Like if you're late, like Gen Z will cancel you immediately. They'll be like, you're, you weren't here when this was musically like, get out of here. Like, that's what I thought. But I needed a vessel for like my comedy. And that's what it ended up turning into, which I'm happy. And I'm happy that I was received versus <laughs> excommunicated. Yes. <laughs> yes. You were very received. And I feel like you're right. Like everyone started kind of in the pandemic. I started a little before, a couple of months before. Mm-hmm. And the amount of convincing I had to do for my friends to get on. And thank God Melissa yeah. was really the only friend who would be convinced. So we, we mutually share the same love. But it's, it's true. It literally, it took a pandemic to get me into it though. Like yeah, I was, yeah. I had to be that bored that I was like, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah. I'll check You're it like, out. well, I have, I guess like I have nothing else to do. I might as well scroll through videos. Yeah. And like my experience when I first got on, I was like, oh, I love this. I was like, I, they, all of these videos are hysterical and it's not what I thought it was. I was like, it's kind of amazing. That was totally my experience too. The first night I got on, I looked at my time I was on. It was three hours later. And I was like, yes. oh, this is something huge. Yeah. The first month that I was on, I was like, my phone would let me know how long I was on TikTok. And I was like, we, you can't let me know that. I got the guy that's like, you've been on too long. You should yeah. go to bed every time I was on. Son. And then I would, uh, it didn't stop me. He didn't stop me. He no. tried to stop me. He couldn't. He couldn't stop. <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think that guy has ever successfully stopped anyone. <laughs> no. I do take a second, and I'm like, "Wow, how long have I been on?" And then I'm like, "Eh," and I keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I like that that guy tells you to get water too, because yeah. I am. I always feel severely dehydrated. <laughs> I'll get water, but I'm still gonna keep scrolling. Yeah. 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 He's like, if I mean, at the very least, yeah. just like, n- like. Give your body nourishment to continue. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, so for any of our listeners who may not be familiar with your TikTok account, how would you describe your content? I would describe it as, oh, this is, this is a good question. I haven't even thought about it. I just, I honestly post, I, I would say I do like character specific comedy is, is I think would be like the general term that I do. It's not limited to anything. It's just kind of whatever my brain comes up with. I try to turn it into like some sort of comedy, like one minute video. But I would say character is is really what I do. Yeah. And I was going to say, because one of my favorite characters that you do is the New Yorker in a rom-com. <laughs> New Yorker in different situations. Yeah. <laughs> but so you mentioned you're in North Carolina, mm-hmm. you live in LA. Have mm-hmm. you lived in New York? Are you from New York? Yeah, I'm from New York. I'm from Westchester, New York, which is like 50 miles north of the city. We know Westchester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Westchester. That's it. Westchester. This explains everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My mom's from the Bronx, like born and raised. Okay. Yeah. My grandpa's in Long Island. Like everyone in my mom's side of the family has an accent. 
<laughs> I somehow don't have an accent, but I was like, but I, I, I'm obsessed with the accent. And I used to do an impression of my mom, which kind of turned into the New Yorker, but like, it's more like the New Yorker is more, the accent is specific to like what the movies think that the New Yorker accent is. So it's like a hybrid of, of both. <laughs> so my, my parents are from Brooklyn and my mom has a very thick Brooklyn accent. So I didn't think sister had ours at the end. It's your sister, your brother, sister. your yeah, mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, no, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. If people come over, you put on a pot of coffee and, and <laughs> you, you talk. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So how long have you been doing improv and how did you get your start? I've been doing improv for, I moved to LA in 2015. I mean, it all kind of circles back. I went to school for production. And then I was like, I want to work behind the scenes. I wanted to be like a creator, but like more from behind the scenes. I loved performing, but I was also terrified of it just because like you're innately seeking validation as a performer, which to me is overwhelming and stressful because it's so subjective. And that's not a like, there's no roadmap to being like, it's not like, oh, if I put the hours in, I get it. That's not how that works. So I was more like focused on like, let me work on behind the scenes. And so I worked in the production office and I ended up working on a Nick Kroll movie, which was like a comedy movie. And I just kind of was like, oh, I want to I want to be this guy. I was like, I want to that's that's really what I want to do. And so I was driving. It was a small, small, tiny, tiny budget. And so I was like the office PA, but I had the minivan for like the office. So like to go run errands. So my job became to drive him to and from set. So I was like literally the second day that I was driving him, I was like, so Nick Kroll, I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> like, what do I have to do? And this is at like 6 a.m. Like, I don't like talking to anyone before 10 a.m. <laughs> so I'm just like, we're like tired. And I'm like, I need to, I just like need to take this opportunity. Like you, you're, you kind of have my career that I'm imagining. And he was so nice. Talked to my ear off for the whole way up and like, you know, and beyond every time I picked him up. But basically he was like, you have to start taking improv classes making friends in those classes and making videos with those friends. Like that was like the basis of it. So I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. I also love SNL. I love Kristen Wiig. I love all of these people have done improv. So I'm like, I have to do improv. Like I love, I, I love them. That's, that makes sense. And I was like, do I do it in New York or do I do it in LA? And I was kind of hemming and hawing. And then we had that, um, like power outage for a week from the snowstorm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, if I could do this and not be cold, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved I moved to LA in 2015. I started um doing improv uh at the Groundlings. I did a little bit at UCB, the two like kind of main schools there, worked my way through those programs, kind of found my voice, found what I like, what I think is funny, gave me that like quick kind of like like lights, when the lights are up, like you get a suggestion and that's it, you go. Like whatever it is, you go. Gave me that kind of um, instincts. And yeah, so it's been like five years of officially doing improv comedy, performing all over LA. Before the pandemic, I had a monthly show with like a group of friends that 12 of us that are all like, I think I'm fans of all of them, you know? So it was like an honor to perform with them. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh no, what do I do? Like that's that gave me life. That was like the purpose for my life for every day, you know? It was like to make it to the show on whatever day it was. Like it changed all the time depending on what theaters had availability. But yeah, so I've been doing improv for five years. That turned into like sketch, so it turned into writing. I already had a background in writing, so I was like, I love writing. And I now doing improv, I love improving into my writing and like kind of going using the pendulum and going back and forth of being like, I'm stuck writing. Let me like improv and see what I can come up with. And then I go, Oh, that's really funny. I didn't even think that that would be something I would say and write that down and yada, 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 yada. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a cool story. I'm in awe. And I'm really happy that Nicole was nice to you. <laughs> so like, like didn't have to be that nice. Yeah. He could have been like, okay, like this is what you do. Like that, but was so nice. Like, I feel like that's what I find with comedians. Like you always find, especially being in LA and being a comedian, all the comedians find each other. And we're just like a breed of people 
that we're like, okay, like, okay, but let's like, we're here to have fun. We're not here to take ourselves seriously. Like, let's, let's, let's go to the corner of this party and have some fun, you know? I feel like this would be a fun question. I don't know if you have something top top of mind. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have a favorite improv moment? Ooh, okay. So I, I mean, truly most of my favorite improv moments I've turned into TikTok videos. Oh, great. Truly. And I always do the flirt character was like, if I have it, like I always, cause that's like, it kind of became my fallback of just being like, Oh my God. Like, (laughs) ah, because truly that's like the energy you feel with when you get a suggestion. It's just like, ah, so I turned it into like a character and would just, you know, be like, I'm in love with my scene partner. That's all that I know. That it's all that I know. We got the suggestion that we're like at a state fair and that's it. And like, here we go, you know? And I'd be like, oh my God, like the popcorn, like it's crazy. It looks really tasty. Like <laughs> you should hold it. Oh my God. Like, you know, and just like go wild. So truly that character came from improv, which is ended up being most of my favorite moments is just being like a reckless flirt. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That flirting character, I was crying <laughs> laughing because Dina can attest to this. Like, okay, so you flirting is basically just sort of like you having a panic attack and like falling yeah, into yeah. yourself. Um, yeah, and like, exactly. That's like basically how I used to flirt. And so I watch your videos and like cry laugh because I can relate to it too much <laughs> i was so and truly i was so so nervous the first one i did was like with the server i was like at a restaurant and i was i filmed it and i and i'm a writer and that first video i didn't say a word <laughs> like i just was like i was like oh, okay <laughs> and i was like from a writing standpoint i was like this is a mess this is a mess this is a mess but it's to this day my favorite video because it just was, it was like a magical, like it was a I, a first take. Like I didn't even sit down. I knew that I was going to like be in love with my server, but I didn't even sit down to like make the joke of that. Like I can't even say words. <laughs> and it just ended up being this magical moment. But I was so terrified because I was like, I feel like people are going to just A, think I'm serious and hate me and just be like, oh my God, this this is an, a mess. Like, how dare you? Or so, I don't know. So, like, that was like what my brain was thinking because you can't predict what's going to do well versus what's not going to do well. Like, that's what I've figured out. And I, that's why I just kind of try to do whatever I want to do, whatever feels true to me. But I was so nervous and then I put it out and then I found that there's so many people that are like, oh my God, I feel exposed. Like, I feel like I thought like this was my secret and like, this is how I talk to hot people and like, and it comes from such a true place inside of me that I'm just like, I literally, if you're too hot, I can't talk to you. There's not, it's, it's not up for discussion. It's not even, it's, I, I'm, and now I'm like comfortable embarrassing myself because I'm like, no, even if you think this is going well, it's not, I'm going to ruin it because you're too hot. And, and it's, I'm disgusted now. And now I'm mad at you for like throwing off my whole day. <laughs> I love that. It's just so relatable and so authentic. And I think you bring that to every video, whether it's the character of, of being in love with someone or the New York rom-com, the relatability and authenticity that you get, it, it just shines through. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, that's, and that's really like posting videos into like the void. I'm like, okay, what do I have to, it has to be true to me. That's like the only kind of rule that I follow with myself. And I have to be like, it's, it's, it resonates. It's a part of me. And I put it into a video that even if it doesn't do well, it's at least like, it's at least was released. You know, I was like, it's like a creative like outlet at this point. So I'm like, that's, so I'm happy. And, and what I'm finding is that like, there's a lot of us out there. Like, you know, I thought these were all singular experiences, some of them I thought maybe were too specific, like the New Yorker one specifically, that was supposed to just be a one-off video. Like I didn't anticipate doing a whole series with that because I was like, everyone's seen a, a, a rom-com. I'm from New York, lived in New York, went to college for a second in New York, worked in New York before I moved to LA. So I'm like, this is, it was like my love letter to New York and people loved it. And I was like, oh, I can do another. I could, I could probably, I, I was like, I have the whole movie in my head. Like, Every time I make a video, I'm like, I know where this 
this character lives. I know what he eats for breakfast. Like I know, I know who he talks to. I know what situations make him uncomfortable, what situations he loves. I was like, I know everything. So when stuff like that resonates, I'm like, oh, I can tell more of the story. I can go, I can go, I can do that whole movie now. When can we expect uh, some more of the New York rom-com? I know you're getting that a lot on your Mm -hmm. comments. And I'm excited. I love it so much. So, and I've been, it's currently like in pre-production is what I'll call it, which means I'm thinking about it. I'm writing, I'm taking notes. Like I have everything. It's going to come December 1st exclusively because December is like a magical month of like holiday magic. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what I anticipated season two being is like going to London (laughs) with, with the Prince. And I wanted it to be like also around the holidays just because I love rom-coms and I love nothing more than holiday movies. I love to hate them and I hate to love them. And I watch every single one it's so good, it's so, good. Yeah. so i'm like that's it feels like low-hanging fruit i'm like i can i can do this trope mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely that's awesome i cannot wait for december first i'm putting mm-hmm. it on my, my calendar now. yeah add it to the calendar <laughs> yeah so it's great that you get to keep a recording of your improv on tiktok it sort of lives forever on there mm-hmm. so typically it's just a fleeting moment if you're in the actual theater So how Mm -hmm. do you think it helps or hurts any of your performances or your creativity? Yeah. And I would say it, it, it definitely helps my creativity because I get, it gets to live on and I get to see in the comments what resonates with people, um, like what, what, what lines really hit, uh, like what people come back for the videos that people will comment and be like, I kid you not, like, the video's a month old. They're like, I kid you not, I've watched this video every single day for the, the past month. And I'm I'm just like that it touches my heart. It 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 allows the comedy to kind of live past the like what I'm used to, which is like the stage performance of just like you saw it tonight and that's kind of it, you know? Like that was it. I'm doing this again next week. It's going to be entirely different, but like, you know, come, it's a one night only kind of experience. So I really like that it has more of like longevity and that it can live on. Um, But also it does inform me. I'm trying to come up with like a negative because it's really a lot of just positive, but even there's always two sides to the coin. So like, I'll always try to honor that. But um, I mean, it also like informs me when I'm watching it, I'm like, after a couple of days, I'll be like, oh, I could do this better. I was like, I, I know now I know a little bit more just from understanding and watching it back. So it informs me in that way of just being like, oh, and then I can make another one and get a little sharper. And then all of this just informs my writing. So it's really like kind of a nice bed of like of, of just like trial and error so that I'm allowed to like kind of sharpen up what I'm writing on the side, you know? Yeah, that's great. That makes so much sense. Yeah. How did you grow your account so quickly? And then what happened after your content went viral? So, okay, how to grow my, I mean, I truly have no idea. I didn't know, like my, I went, the video that went viral for me was like the CDC video. And that was like in early July, I want to say like July 10th, I want to say. And before that, I had 33 followers. So I had like truly no idea what I was doing. And then the CDC video goes viral, which is like, was basically just like my hot take on like, my sister had to go back to work. (laughs) And I was just like, I feel like, and I just had this whole rant at dinner. And then I woke up the next day, like still passionate about it. And then I was like, let me just make a video because I was writing. And I was like, let me just like, I literally was writing like on the computer that you see in the screen. It's just like my like script that I was writing. And I just was like, let me just film for a second. It was one take. <laughs> like in the beginning, everything was one take. And now I'm like, I, I'm like hypersensitive to all my material now. So it's like sometimes it takes it takes like seven takes to get like it perfect. But like it was one take and I just put out this like what I thought was like a hot take that was going to maybe be seen by 300 people. And I would have been like ecstatic, ecstatic, you know, and then it blew up and I was like, what the hell? I had all my notifications on. I was like, I turned them off, turn them off, turn them off. Like my phone, like couldn't like do anything. It was like shutting down. And then wait, what was the second part to the question? Uh, It was what happened after your content went viral. So, okay. So then it went viral and I was like, okay. I was like, 
because you know TikTok loves when you do the same thing over and over and over yeah. again. Yes. Like that's like kind of they try to trap you into that. Mm-hmm. I like low key refuse to do that. Like <laughs> if I'm gonna do something again, like I, I want it to be fresh, like or continue the story, or I want it to be like in a new location. Like that's like like that's why I like my flirt character. I'm like, okay, I've only I, I try to limit like each location to three times, just like because the rule of comedy has it's like the rule of threes. And so then I'm like, okay. And then, I mean, there's so many days in my life where you run into hot people. So I'm like, this is a great series because there's so many moments. There's hot people ambush you everywhere. And like, and like, how dare these hot people just be everywhere? Like, how dare? (laughs) And I was living in LA. So like, this was, I was just like, that's where all the hot people go to like swim and like the, like they were big fish in their town and then they go and everyone's the same size fish and i'm just like what i'm like serving tables i'm like i literally can't serve you like i literally i'm so sorry but like i need to like transfer you to somebody your face is disgusting in yeah. that it's perfect <laughs> but after i went viral i didn't know now i think i mean no one knows TikTok. I feel like no one, that's the whole joke of TikTok is that you can never actually figure it out. Mm-hmm. But after going viral, I was like, okay, great. This, I just was like, oh, this will be, can be a platform for my comedy. So then I kind of did two other videos. All of them were different. And now like that stresses me out. Cause I'm like, I would tell myself something so different. It's just like, you know, just like do another CDC video just to like keep the views going. But like all of those other videos were different and they all kind of did kind of well. So I just thought that like people were finding me now because like I had one viral video and now obviously people are coming to my page, but I realized that like, oh, it's just like, it's, it's more about just like quality, like chewable, I want to say chewable content, you know, like kind of just like super relatable, something that's really, really, you're watching it. You have, I think it's like three seconds before someone decides if they're going to continue watching or if they're going to go to the next video because it's so easy to just keep swiping. I do that myself, even on videos that I probably would like, but I'm just like, I don't know what this is. There's another one waiting for me, you know? Yeah. So you have that like three seconds to like really be like, this is what this is, stay or, you know, or go. That's it. It's just been, and and then since that moment, it's just been like me just like trial and error of just throwing stuff to the wind and being like, I don't know. Like, let's see. This is, I think this is true to me. This is like something that the story that I want to tell and we'll see the New Yorker one going all the way to like, I think the first time I posted that was like September, maybe, maybe like late, late August. I didn't even, that was supposed to just be like kind of a buffer to get back to like a flirting character, you know, like in my head of just being like, I can also do like other things. And then it took off and I was like, Oh, this is great. Like, this is this is New York is something I can do like okay here we go you know I love that it's like you're realizing there's like so many different avenues we talked about this with Karen actually how she was like it becomes almost like a choose your own adventure and like yeah like the audience can help you decide where to go yeah let's just honestly shout out Karen for a second because she's like legitimately blown the f up you know like Her teacher videos are so spot on. It's disgusting. I'm like, how dare you not be a teacher? Like, I feel like that's your calling. Like, be a teacher. (laughs) Yes. Maybe she will be. (laughs) She needs to play one on TV, like, for sure. 100%. We need to get her a sitcom where she's a teacher. But you, as, like, a teenager, I don't... You do it so spot on. Because I think even, like, the flirting character, like, plays into this almost, like, adolescent feeling of just, like, I'm so awkward, I can't handle myself. (laughs) Yeah. And th- and that's, I mean, because I feel like the idea of like aging and growing up, like I feel like as kids, like even now we're all like too old for TikTok, but and like the kids on TikTok think they're like young and hot shit, which you guys are. You guys are great. I love Gen Z. You, you guys are so hot. You're literally so hot. It's crazy. But, um, <laughs> okay. Gen Z's not listening to this. <laughs> yeah. They're like too old for TikTok. No, sorry. <laughs> I feel like you you don't grow up like you're old. You have the same insecurities, you know, you have the same sort of like the way in which you navigate your life is kind of the same. And so like in my head, the like flirt videos and the like high school flirt videos are like two sides of the same coin, you know, exactly like you said. And like 
playing a high school girl honestly for me releases like that like anxiety i had that someone would think i was gay my whole life you know like truly truly and so now i'm just like i'm just releasing it like it's just it's like cathartic for me at this point to just be like oh my god if i could like reimagine a slumber party with girls and like and i was comfortable with my sexuality like what that would look like like how fun you know and like or if oh my god if i was brave enough to scream brian at like this guy who i thought was hot like if i could yeah. have that moment like again what would that be like like if i was just like bold like love amazing that. love 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 that oh my gosh one of the things i think like yeah we've been obviously endlessly studying the algorithm sort of but like yeah, yeah. there's no end to it you but just I, keep absorbing and there's no there's no rhyme or reason but yeah. you're like i I think I kind of have it figured out. And then something happens and you're like, oh, no, I did Yeah, no. <laughs> but I think one thing that your content did really well to get people to engage with it was like you set up an, an ability for people to duet your stuff. Yes. Dina found a really funny one. <laughs> she sent me how we think this kid was maybe like 14. Maybe. Um, and he was like duetting you. Just like it was you and your friend. Um, Erica, yeah, uh, were like waiters at or hostesses at like a fancy <laughs> restaurant, and it was like a fourteen-year-old kid I in like this. London who was yeah. like, like is "This man, I'm trying to get into the restaurant." <laughs> and we're just, I'm just like, it's racking my brain how like you creating content here. There's some little yeah. kid in in the UK, <laughs> yeah, like, that took the time. Yeah. That took the time and was like, I want to make a duet to this, and 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 that is what truly like that. That's what in the beginning of my TikTok career is what my favorite feature was the like duet feature, because it it provides a I don't have to worry about you know there's like those people that kind of play every single part in the in the like script that they write for themselves. Yeah. And that to me is always like, I don't know, it's 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 just like extra work truly. And then if I'm doing too much, then like the comedy dies a little bit. And so I'm like, uh, because like, I'm just, I just wanted to play this one guy, but to like do it justice, I wanted to like do the whole, pad the whole scene. But in the, in the, it became in the beginning was a duet experience. And I was like, this is amazing. I was like, I can tell a story and not worry about the other half. And then I can click on the sound and look back later in that day or the next day and just see the people who have duetted and, and what they've kind of filled in all the blanks with. And so funny. That's, that's my favorite. That is truly my favorite part of TikTok. I, it's like a collaborative experience and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, when I clicked on the sound for the Hostess restaurant video and I saw that little boy with the British accent and it only has like one like, so I think I, like me and Melissa were maybe the second third like Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so cute and so good and he was actually very good at acting and it was a testament to how good you are as well, you know, that this little boy could play, play into it and oh, it's adorable. Oh my God, it's so, the, there's, there's so... I literally, I'll watch pretty much all of the, I'll, I'll try to. Sometimes if I like, you know, months have gone by, but I'll always comb back through a video and I'll try to watch every single duet just because I, I love it. I love to see what people are doing. I love to see what they come up with. I love to see who, like, you know, like 14 year olds, there's, on another video, there was like a 10 year old girl who was just like, just kind of just like talking and just like vibing with like my side of the video and was just like, oh, like da 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 da. And I'm just like, I love this. Like, I love that it's a space for, and I love that like there's, you can create content and like to see the impact and to see like kind of the people that it resonates with enough to be like, oh, I wanna make a, I wanna respond to this and I, or I wanna like do the other side of this, you know? That's, that's, amazing that's the best part it's like it's it's why i think tiktok is so successful yeah i i agree it's interesting because i'm thinking about it in relation to like doing improv on the stage or sketch comedy too and like mm -hmm. it's interesting like i was sort of at first thinking like oh like is it weird like are we missing that sort of like being in a theater fleeting improv moment but i think tiktok's actually like made it a little better like dare i say but like you know yeah. all the only interaction you got was like people yelling out things from a dark audience you know like yeah. that was it and mm -hmm. now the fact that yeah you have people commenting on your videos 
creating their own videos to go alongside yours. Like this is a whole new level of audience engagement. It's really yeah, incredible. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a platform for engagement. Like I didn't, when I was just watching TikToks before I started like posting a lot, I didn't even realize that the comment section on a TikTok is part of the whole experience of TikTok. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. like that is <laughs> like, there's, there's people to this day probably listening that don't go to the comments yeah. on the yeah. videos that they like. Yeah. And that absolutely is the best part of TikTok. Part. Yes. It's that's where that's where TikTok lives. That's where you see totally. that's where you see it all unfold. It's amazing. You oh know? my gosh. We, that's the best part. <laughs> when we first started this podcast and it was just like me and Dina chatting with each other, I was like trying to make that my catchphrase <laughs> as like, guys, go to the comments. You gotta yeah. go to the comments. The comments. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, about you the have comments. to. <laughs> and I yeah, like people still don't know. And I'm like, no, like you that's where that's where the the comedy is. But really like lies. that's what it is. It's like yeah. if you know, you know, and we're all here because we know, like we're all in the comments because <laughs> yeah. we know. Right. And like and it's a different language. It's a different so, totally. it's a different it's like it's like game sees game. It's like we're all here, we all got this. Like like we're here we're here to see what we all are saying and and everyone's so funny yes everyone <laughs> so now kind of switching gears to the business side of it all have you gotten more work from tiktok um and what advice would you give to other comedians or actors on tiktoks who are trying to you know start a career from it mm -hmm. yeah i mean I, I did like one sponsored post so far so that's like what i have to my name right now but i, I mean i'm i right now i don't have any like opportunities and opportunities is like what I want is to like write for TV shows. I want to like do meetings for scripts that I'm writing. Like I, I'm still like a writer first. Like that's like what I love. That's like, I love wordplay. I love figuring out how to tell a story in the most interesting way. That's what I love. So I'm still waiting for that. But also I think it's a 2020 <laughs> and B we're in a pandemic half to almost all of Hollywood is shut down. So I'm not super worried. It's such a weird space right now of like the unknown. Even all my friends in LA are like, you, I mean, you left LA, but like nothing's happening here. So you were honestly right. So I think that's still yet to come and unfold and kind of I'm going to navigate and see where that kind of takes me. But my advice for comedians on TikTok starting out, I mean, right now there's no platform. There's no stage. There's no... Uh, there's no like in-person platform. So I think just take TikTok or whatever medium you want to use as as the opportunity to be like, let me either find my voice or portray my voice or just kind of be like, see what's out there. Like for me, it took me like a month, almost a month and a half of just absorbing TikTok content of just watching because you have to understand the language, the comedy, like it's also specific. We, I'm sure we all were on Vine when it was like popping off and that was its own language. And now TikTok is its own language. So you have to like respect the medium and not just like come in a little bit hot and just be like, I think I'm funny. Like, do you think I'm funny? You have to, you have to go, what is everyone doing on here? You know, like what's the, like everyone on TikTok in theory is like a friend group and you're like, okay, like what are we doing? What's okay. Oh, I have this idea. And then start posting and don't be afraid to fail. I mean, when you have the beginning, you're starting out, you don't have that many followers. You got nothing to lose. I say like, you know, throw like fail big. That's the best way to do it. Like, fail so hard that you're like oh my god okay okay that's was my worst fear now let me do something else like you know like that's it <laughs> and nobody's gonna see it probably yeah either yeah. a million people are gonna see it or no one's gonna or see nobody it. <laughs> yeah. and then whenever that first video takes off that's when that's when you're lit up again because you're like oh my god okay now i see what people like and let me like let me keep going that's such good advice. Are you participating in the creator fund or the marketplace? And what's your experience been like with that? Yeah, so I joined the creator fund pretty much immediately when it came out. I think it was like August 10th or I don't know, whatever like that date was in August. But I joined it. And then there was that whole thing of like, does it actually impact your views? Like, because it makes sense that they would maybe lower your views because they don't want to pay you as much. But I, I found out, I mean, they also sent an email that was like, we don't do that. Like, join the creator fund. Like, we want to pay you. Mm -hmm. And so I just stayed in because I was like, what's, I have nothing to lose. I'm not like, I'm not necessarily hung up on millions of people seeing every single video that I post. Like, I, I 
I've spent almost a decade curating what I think is really funny. And at this point, it's only going to change so small that like my self-worth is not like externalized. It's like internalized because I lived in LA and it's you, you, you cry a lot. If you do that, (laughs) you literally cry too much if you put it in someone else's hands. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep it to yourself. So that was never my worry. And then the New Yorker series was after that. So I was like, okay, I don't think it's impacting views, but it's it's helped. I mean, it's it's given me like, you know, pocket change every day to like not feel bad to go get a coffee, you know, whilst I'm like living with my parents, <laughs> you know, just like navigating all of that. Yeah. But um, the marketplace I'm also a part of, but I've gotten nothing from that. Like, no, there's been, I don't even, I've barely click into it. Like I, I there's no notifications. Like I don't even understand what it is, Mm -hmm. but I am a part of it. (laughs) Speaking of coffee, actually, your last video I think you posted was you making coffee with the cake. Yeah. Which looked delicious. And I partially couldn't tell if you were joking because it was funny, but also it did really look good. So I hope you do more of those videos. Someone was like, someone commented and they were like, I literally cannot tell if you are joking or you are serious, but either way, it looks really good. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that's so because I truly made that video because a I like I said, that was an idea popped into my brain. I went to go, we had cake left over and I went to, I took a bite and I was like, you know, you take a bite and you have a sip of coffee and you kind of just like enjoy it together. And then I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) I could blend these two. That's probably going to be cool. And then I was like, oh, this will be a good moment to be like, let me make a video. That's like kind of myself because a lot of people are still surprised when I sound the way that I sound because they think that I like talk like this all the time (laughs) or like, well, they're like, I'm not, Whenever they find out that I don't have this kind of accent, they're like, they're like, oh my God, you're not from New York. I'm like, no, I'm from New York. I'm an actor. Like I'm I do characters. Like, I'm so sorry. I know I don't put wigs on, but like, <laughs> yes, like take the hold my hand, take this journey with me. Come on. <laughs> but that was like the video where I was like honestly, authentically myself. And everyone was like, I can't tell if this is real. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, honestly, right where I want you. Right where I want you. <laughs> It was so good. And it was delicious. <laughs> it looked- Just to circle no, back. <laughs> so final question on, on this section. What does mm-hmm. your For You page look like? Oh, so my For You page has gone through the, I mean, it changes kind of every couple of weeks, I feel yeah. like, which is, I think, a perfect algorithm, you yes. know? I, for too long, was on spinning paint TikTok. Mm. Yeah. Did you ever get those? Videos I was there with- at one point. Yeah. There at one point. I think we all were, and like <laughs> we all kind of experienced group trauma of being there for too long, and like no one talks about it. Like all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, the videos just kind of disappeared, and we all are like, "Okay, thank God." You can breathe like, again. Yeah. I, it was the problem. I think was for all of us is that the first couple of videos we watched to the end. Like I watched all of them, yeah. and I was just like, "Wow, wow!" And then TikTok thought I loved those videos. Mm-hmm. And I was just on spinning paint TikTok. But currently, my For You page is kind of a smattering. It's a little bit of people that I follow. Grandmas. I love grandma TikTok. That's, yes. it's just so pure. <laughs> and it's, un- it's just authentic. Like, give a grandma a phone and tell her to post videos on TikTok. I want to watch them. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to. That's what I like. <laughs> I have grandma TikTok. I'm on obviously gay tiktok that was like that's what that's what gave me tiktok that's like they were like we know we've seen your phone you're gay (laughs) here here's some videos that you like gay tiktok grandma tiktok i get there's always people trying to get a ping pong ball into some hole (laughs) (laughs) always always and what i'll say to anyone listening and does those videos please only post at least at the end where the ball goes in, because I will be burned oh, watching yeah, those yeah. videos. I will. And I'm like, don't post the trial and error. Like, I know that it took you a lot of time and effort, but you will make it in one day and then post it. <laughs> yes. And then post all of the fails with the one I need to see it go in or I'm going to be left with anxiety. Right. And don't post a part two. We need to see no, the first try. No. <laughs> we don't need to see you fail. Yeah. We don't need to see it. We will love it if you succeed at the end. Like, we were rooting for you. We want you to get it in. We want you to bounce it off 27 things, and we want you to land in the cup of water. 
<laughs> we were rooting for you. But that's pretty much my for you page. That's it. <laughs> uh, I love it. So speaking of, okay, so your bio is literally gay. Hi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we thought each week we discuss inside of TikTok. We thought it'd be super fun to talk about gay TikTok with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is, I think, objectively the best side of TikTok. I think everyone's it's, agreed on this. It's just like when people say gay Twitter, it's like that's the Twitter that matters and yeah. everything else doesn't matter. Like that's kind of what it like, I don't know. The gays and the girls are in charge of the internet. Anyone who disagrees, I don't have time for You're it. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, wrong. You're wrong. You're just wrong. Like we're the jokes are on the other side and you're not mm-hmm. there. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> it is just it's spectacular. So okay, a few of my favorite accounts. Yes. Um Chris Olson and Ian Padgett, who are the <sighs> cutest gay couple. They're basically like Schitt's Creek, David and Patrick come to life. They're just oh, so sweet and kind to each other. <laughs> And they do these little like like they'll catch they'll go on these the trends where there's a lot of like mm-hmm. people doing pranks on their partners or stuff like that. And they'll do mm-hmm. that, but it's always just like with this sweet twist at the end where they're like, Why would you talk down to yourself? Like you're 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 great. You look great. It's just it's the sweetest thing ever. Wait, I, is I this love this the is I'm notoriously bad with names, but is this the one of them's like French and one of them's American? Or is that different? Because that's I'll bring that up. These two are like, okay. yeah, they're. I'm pretty they're sure both American? Like, they either live in LA or Brooklyn, and like they're actors. Because I think comedians. I okay, then I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> because they both they're they're the gay couples on TikTok are they make me want to be in a relationship, oh, <laughs> like they, truly. They are. I'm like you so guys are. Cute. This is amazing. <laughs> they're so cute uh, yeah and they're both just like attractive but yeah i'm pretty sure they're like comedians in la mm-hmm. or new york yeah one of the two yeah that's i mean that's where the gays are let's yeah. be real <laughs> their content's so great um the other one i found these guys when they did there was a chat like a trend going around tiktok um mm-hmm. of like it was using that sound that was like oh she's oh she's dead oh oh she's like i'm doing it wrong it's like wendy williams sound yeah okay okay yeah um so this is their handle is at coil twins and they did a glow up from like them being like two awkward little teenage boys and like abercrombie to beautiful drag queens in like full glam full costume Uh, and so a lot of their so it's twins who are drag queens and it's just their content is spectacular it's so much fun to watch them get ready and like it's really really cool oh my god i honestly need you to send me that i feel like i've seen that video because i've seen like um they're twins right yes (laughs) Yeah, drag queens, yeah, yeah, and then it like snaps, and they're like in full drag and yeah, like beautiful exactly. and gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so they're in like video. there's like the the commercial that TikTok has made where they do like sort of the wipe on wipe off trend. They did that one too, where it was like yeah. just them in like plain clothes and then them in full drag. Uh, it was so fun. It's gay TikTok is glamorous. It's there's love, there's inclusivity. Like what's not to love? All of it, all of it. One of my <laughs> this last one I'll just mention. So Jimmy Fowley is his name, and mm-hmm. he again another comedian. He's been doing these Sex in the City parodies. I don't know if you, I feel like this is very up your alley. <laughs> Okay, so Jimmy Fowley also did classes at Groundlings, where I did classes at Groundlings. So I know him. He kind of taught me improv, like a one-off. I like joined a group and he was like the teacher. So he teaches improv. So I've learned from Jimmy Fowley. I'm obsessed with Jimmy Fowley. And I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Oh my God. As the wig. It's amazing. Yeah. He like the best Carrie Bradshaw impression I've ever seen. Like he really got every single like tick of hers down. Yeah. Yeah. And he does this amazing thing where it's like, it's walking the line, which I also like to do of just being like, like, do I like this? Or is this a, like, is this so like offensive to me because it's so spot on. You're just like, but you're like, I like it, but you're like, I like it. Like, (laughs) 
he does that. He walks that like line that's like really delicate to walk of just being like, I'm going to ruin your day and also make you think about me for the rest of your day in the best way, you know? And I'm saying that in the best way. Like there's, it's impossible to explain, but like that is what he does. And I, I admire it, you know? Oh, me too. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> Who was the uh, French couple that you were talking about? Really? I literally was just trying to find them on my phone. And I think I successfully did. Mm. They, it's, it's, it's this couple... Wait, did I? No, this is not them. There's one of them's American and one of them's French. And they're both like adorable, like model type people. And uh, like, I can't even do an impression of them, but they're, they're just like really cute. And they'll like prank each other and then be like, wait, like, but like, it's not, it, it ends up being like, wait, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Like, why do you like, don't, I'm so sorry that I said that, you know, when they were like trying to be like, you weren't nice enough to me today. Remember that like trend? Yes. <laughs> Where it was like, I don't think you were nice. And, they were, and then the French guy's so sweet. And he's just like, oh, but like you, like, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, what, what, what? And he's just so sweet. And like in his French accent and like also too hot to be alive. <laughs> and, and it's just like, that's, I love following that couple. I wish I knew their name. I'm, it, I lean to like. This literally sounds sweet. like who I Describing though, but I go. I feel like they're both from Long Island. I made that up. Their backstory. That's the beauty of TikTok. <laughs> you you create the backstory, and maybe it is yeah. your couple. Or yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when uh, the first thing I did was I googled gay TikTok because I wanted to just see what came up on Google and what mm-hmm. you know people were thinking. So one of the first things that comes up is a recent New York Times article. That was written by Alex Hoggood, and it's called Everyone is Gay on TikTok. (laughs) And basically the byline is, straight young men on the app are posting suggestive videos with their buddies. It's not just about the views. And then it goes on to say, there is even a term to describe straight men who go beyond bromance and display non-sexual signs of physical affection, homosexual. So a search mm-hmm. of the hashtag homosexual, it pulled up more than 40 million results on TikTok. So I want to know, did you ever even know about this phenomenon? And what are your thoughts? Okay, so yeah, I knew about it. I feel like it was like I watched it slowly begin. And then like recently now, I, I, it's it's a part of my For You page. Absolutely. That's like what I literally just watched one of like a group of straight friends being like, I'm not gay, but like I... I'm homosexual or like that was like the shortened condensed version of it. But like, honestly, like my hot take is that like the 13 year old version of myself that like didn't know that it would be okay to be gay. And now like straight people are like opening up the like idea of what being heterosexual is. And it's like, it's it's kind of that like web of it's like as long as you it you can tell who's making fun of the gay people and you can tell who's just like being like having fun with their friends and as long as you like make sure you're on the right side of that line i i kind of i'm here for it like i truly am here for it i think we need to like explore heterosexuality you know like like it's okay to hug your friend yeah. you know like think about how girls treat each other you know like it's it's so it's essentially intimate even though it's a heterosexual like girlfriend relationship like those are all the relationships i've been a part of i've been like like i'm gay all my friends have been like straight girls and like we're we're, you know in love for better or worse you know like like just just to put the nail on the head but um I'm enjoy- I've enjoyed watching straight guys. I mean, it's it's that like line of being like, we know you're doing it for clickbait, like some people, but like I think the fact that straight guys are now <laughs> like will stop at nothing and will <laughs> like be gay <laughs> is kind of admiring to the fact that like okay, being gay is not a problem anymore. Like that's the message at least on the internet. And I think the internet's going to be in charge of the world. So like right. we all know gay TikTok, we know gay Twitter, we're in charge. Yeah. But uh, like, I, I think it's beautiful in a weird, like backwards way. I think I really like it. Yeah. What do you guys think? What's your hot take? Well, I love, so you do like parody videos. You've done some also of these guys yeah. where you're just like, here's my six of pack. TikTok. My yeah. six pack. <laughs> Lots of tongue out. Like, you know, and I, and it, so it's like funny because I, 
my for you page is more like your parodies of it. Like reading this article, I was like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I was not really aware of all this. Like I'm as far from straight TikTok as could be. I know. <laughs> but like, you get, like one video and you're like, oh my God, yeah. is that what's happening? <laughs> like, wait a minute, what are people doing? Um, yeah, like I'm watching you make fun of it and I didn't even know like the source, but I, this I think it's really interesting. There was so one quote I wanted to pull out from this article too. A kid's mom, so this 50-year-old mom, and I think he lives yeah. in Georgia or something. <laughs> she says, if you're just straight up straight now, it's not very interesting to these kids. So it's like, it's <laughs> like they're just like, oh, that's just the youth today. Like, um, and I sort of love that because I agree. I like, love that. Like, yeah, like I, I think the more, and I'll just be philosophical only for a second, but like the, the more we stop dividing things into just like black and white, straight and gay, mm -hmm. like everything is a scale yeah. and we're all fluid. And I think it's amazing that like these kids are aware of this as teenagers because oh my god yeah. i would not like I, sexuality was such a hard thing to deal with as a teenager and like mm -hmm. i feel like these kids are I, I, they, it feels like they have a better handle on it than i did like 20 years ago 15 years yeah. ago they're more they talk more about it they're more conscious of it like i think that's mm -hmm. a really good thing it's coming out in I a weird way agree. on tiktok but i'm happy that it's happening yeah i think it's like the whole thing of like how like when are people too sensitive to like change or, or, or anything that's kind of like evolving into what it's going to be like it's it's amazing that like the the notion that the mom said like being what is it like straight straight or what yeah, did she say yeah being like, straight like is just not very interesting yeah like it's it's so crazy because i was raised in a world <laughs> where that was the only way to be interesting and how dare anything kind of else exist. And I was lucky because I was raised in a very supportive household. And I was like, a like the, the vibe was to just be whoever you are unapologetically. And I think that's like also just having a mom from the Bronx. <laughs> like, yeah. does that, it doesn't matter. Just whoever you are, just be it. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I think it's kind of beautiful in a weird way. It's like it, it has some sort of positive. Like it, it I enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And it, it's just nice because, as we say, we're too old for TikTok. So we're coming from yeah. a different generation where this, yeah. I, think that I, I think we all agree that this is just progress and change. And even though it could be clickbait, and I think there is another side that sees that yeah. as bad, you know, the yeah. general, you know, thought is that it's nice that things are evolving and changing and, and becoming more acceptable. And TikTok is kind of at the forefront of that, which is really cool to see. Yeah. And and even like the fact that like it is clickbait, it means the power is in being gay, which is right. the narrative yeah. that I'm here for. You yeah. know, like the fact that like being gay is clickbait is you tell me at 13, no way. There'd be no, not a oh, world right. in which that that was my reality. I'd be like, no, like I that's too far from true that it can't be true. Mm -hmm. You know, so let the let the straight boys kiss their friends for views. Like, go for it. Yeah. You know, like live your truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, are there any more gay TikTok creators that we didn't cover? Do you know Minnie and Tink? I don't think so. So they have like, I want to say like over six million or something followers, and they are like this, like the way to describe them is like neon glitter disney like couple uh -huh. and i i want to describe them as like the definition for like chaotic good <laughs> <laughs> like they're they they almost do like slapstick comedy is what i'll like describe it as oh, wow it's just like very like almost like internet slapstick some of it's like contrived but in like a good way you know it's like chaotic good it's like and and then they're absolutely disney people and it's just i don't know it's just like a bubble like every time one of their videos pops up i'm just like oh <laughs> like it's just like happiness and joy you know oh and it's like neon and glitter and their, their hair is pink and it change their hair change color every day but i really like them i enjoy following them Oh my gosh, gotta follow that. That sounds great. <laughs> so you you mentioned you're also on the grandma side of TikTok, which I oh my god. Who are your mm -hmm. favorite grandmas? Can you name a few? Um, I want to think of her name, but it, it's like Kevin's Kevin's grandma. Do you, 
like oh, you know yeah, like high production she, value well she she did the one that was like i'm wearing these pants oh, these yeah. are my pants <laughs> like it's that one <laughs> the greatest audio ever they, they go yeah they go with anything any color shirt <laughs> she's like doing the dance that's great but uh because she was like the grandma from i think kevin's the like grandson's name and he would post videos with her and then they were on jimmy fallon like i mean jimmy kimmel like years ago before tiktok and now she's on tiktok and i follow her and i'm obsessed with her she's my favorite grandma there's also another one called barbie something barbie something like maybe two letters after that and she's like hi my name is bobby like um my, like her grand someone's gay in her life and she's just like happy and she's just like a, like an ally but she's like a grandma with like beautiful makeup <laughs> i would recommend my newest favorite grandma that i came across is this italian nona who makes italian food so oh. videos of her making sauces and like accidentally burning herself making pizza but she is so cute she has the best little italian accent so oh my god i'm here yeah. for that yeah. i'm here for that yeah we have yeah. to remember and we have to email each other all these names yeah. <laughs> yeah. so now we'll move on to the lightning round so basically we're just going to ask you questions and whatever mm -hmm. pops in your mind just blurt it out great i'm ready the theme for this week because the episode is going to come out around thanksgiving so it's mm -hmm. a holiday lightning round mm -hmm. all right so the first question Pumpkin spice or peppermint mocha? Ooh, peppermint mocha. Oh, okay. Interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> Controversial, some would say. <laughs> All right. Mariah's All I Want for Christmas is You or NSYNC's Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. NSYNC, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I have to say it. Really? Truly, it's in order. It's that song. Merry Christmas and happy. It's just like sparks joy. And then second is not even Mariah. It's Ariana Grande. Um, that whatever that Ariana Grande song is, the like Wait, the Santa it... Tell Me. Santa Tell oh, Me. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. And then it's Mariah. I love that song. It's funny because when I was coming up with this question, I was like, what's that Ariana Grande song? But I Those did. are my two. And I was obsessed with the Mariah Carey song for like a decade. And then now, like literally like the past last year, I was like, it's been dethroned by Ariana Grande. And it and now in sync has like resurfaced as oh. like top dog. Oh so you're on on the pulse. Yeah. <laughs> last week we talked about Mariah's TikTok. Have you seen Mariah Carey? <gasps> She's on TikTok. I have it. Yes. Oh, and she does went to that song. So we'll have to send that to you as well. <laughs> she makes like three hundred thousand dollars a year off that song she oh, deserves it. like and that's like the month of december you know <laughs> like that's how much money that song makes her i love it amazing which tiktok chef would you want to cook your thanksgiving dinner <gasps> oh my gosh i don't i'm not really on cooking like chef tiktok but so i don't really know but i would say i mean just like <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't really know any like TikTok chefs. Is that crazy? Or any chef in general. If you like celebrity I mean, chef. I'm trying to think. I mean, I would love like Ina Garten to cook me an entire Thanksgiving meal. You should get on TikTok. <laughs> she would blow up so fast. That's why I was trying to think if she was on it, but I was like, I don't think because I would know. I would have yeah. seen it. I would I would know. <laughs> you have to get in touch with her people and let them know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll make a mental note. Yeah. It'll be in the email. <laughs> so if you're home for the holidays, would you rather teach everyone a TikTok dance or pull a TikTok prank? Ooh, I would rather teach everyone a TikTok dance. It's fun. Pr pranks to me are like, like, I, like, I don't know. I never want to like throw anyone off of their day, you know? <laughs> so <Like>, sweet. <laughs> and... I used to scare everyone in my family my whole life growing up, but now I'm like, oh, I see that like that is, I don't know. It just like, it like, it like throws someone off, you know, the whole day. So now I'm like, okay, I would, I would teach them a dance. Good answer. <laughs> Which celebrity would you most want to duet one of your videos? Oh my God. Honestly, I would lose my mind if Shia LaBeouf duetted. Wow. Good. Like any of my like hot per person series. I love that. Answer. Just because I feel like it'd be wild enough that it would be iconic for me forever, you know? Yeah. Like I would never forget it. Yeah. 
also like my hot people series is always with harry styles in mind oh. so if but but like the thought of him duetting it is overwhelming to me that like i wouldn't be able to sleep so i can't even like that's an unofficial answer like i can't even actually say it because that can't never happen it can never happen yeah you would kiss your sleep goodbye yeah, yeah it, it could never happen <laughs> if you could spend the holidays with any tiktoker who would it be karen Karen Cass. Oh my god! It would just be. I feel like we'd laugh the whole time. It'd be so fun to be hot bits. We'd do characters. It'd be amazing. That would be a treat for all of your viewers as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I know. It'd be great. We. I want to get together with her. I think we've been like trying for a little bit and just like navigating the like pandemic. Yeah. But at some point we will get together for sure. I can't wait for that. All right. Last question: Black Friday shopping or leftovers and TikTok? Oh my gosh. I love both of those things so much. Oh my God. Wow. Who knew this would stump me? <laughs> um, I'm like truly, I, I want to make the right choice, you know? Okay. So, oh my God. Leftovers is amazing with TikTok and that combo's out of control. <laughs> Black Friday shopping is like my religion. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I think I'm going to have to say... TikTok and leftovers. Oh. Comforting. Also, like in the 2020 sphere, like I can also probably order online. <laughs> but like <laughs> leftovers and TikTok, I think it rule rules supreme. Mm-hmm. Love how much thought went into that. <laughs> I, I I literally was like, wow, I'm thrown. I don't know. Cause like <laughs> nothing sparked immediately. <laughs> that's great all right this was so much fun let everyone Uh, know where they can find you your handles all that fun stuff yes you can find me on tiktok and instagram at d as in dog d michael burke uh and that's pretty much it i mean if i'm i think other places but it's all with at d michael burke so just search that and you'll be able to find me and no problem thank you so much this was so much fun you guys thank you for having me i'm happy we all could be too old for tiktok together truly (laughs) truly yes and we for everyone listening we will be posting plenty of michael's tiktoks on our Instagram as well, and we'll tag him so you can find him through our Instagram, which is too old for TikTok pod, number two and the number four. We also have a blog where it's super easy to watch TikTok videos on there. We'll, I will find all of the videos we spoke about on the show and put them on the blog. We will try to get to the bottom of if the couple I think is from Long Island is also is actually part French which is very possible, honestly. <laughs> so we will try to figure that out. We'll post it on the blog, which is too old for tiktok.com, also number two, number four. And as usual, rate, review, and subscribe. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.